Welcome to Idea Factory Giveaway, a guest-guided mapping expedition to the borders of human creativity. I'm John, and this is all my fault. I'm Kelly. This is not my fault. I mean, you say that, nope, but you keep nope, appearing. Nope. Oh, it's no, fair. Okay. Not my fault. You know what? You're right. I've, I've done. I've done none of this. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Kelly, how are you doing on this fine evening? I'm great. It's a very warm evening. Oh God! It's very, it. very warm. Listeners, this is. We are reaching. We've we've hit one of the like three times in the, in the summer that it actually gets fucking hot in the Bay Area, and we're not equipped for it. No. No, it was it was ninety today, and oh, my apartment God. doesn't have AC. Yeah, so. no, nobody's apartment has AC. It doesn't because no. it, it's gonna go down to fucking seventy on uh, Saturday. Yeah, because like that's what it that's what summer usually is. It's yeah. like you know, but uh, yeah, yeah. Neither does I. I put one of those fans in my window that yeah. blow, that pulls the air in. Luckily, I've got this one window that's like always in shade. Oh, that's so I feel nice. like the air there is always cooler, and so yeah. it's always pulling. So that's that's what we were doing, and uh, you know, I, I like nobody died. So good, good. you know, yeah, because you have you know actual humans that you need to keep alive. It's true, M- mostly Quentin, really, yeah. and the, and and me as a secondary. So yeah, tomorrow we have to go to the bank. So I think that we'll probably like just linger there yeah. for as long as possible while we're in the AC. Yeah, and call that good. That sounds great. <laughs> Bring a book. <laughs> Exactly. How are you apart from hot? Apart from hot, I mean that that really is pretty much the entirety of uh, of of what has consumed my concern for the past for the past day. It's good. It's keeping you present. It it really is. Yes. Mindful. Yeah. (laughs) Mindful of my sweating. Yeah. Get the toxins out. It's good for you. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I'm very excited about the format for this episode, so I think that we should bring our guest in more or less immediately. I agree. I absolutely agree. Outstanding. Uh, listeners, please welcome my excellent friend, Steve Wyack. Steve, how are you? I'm spectacular. Excellent. Excellent, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, if you had to describe yourself in like sort of like what you do to a, a listening audience, what would you say? I mean, debatably, I'm a video game developer, but... In high school, my my marching band mates uh, decided that I was a wandering philosopher, and I've been trying to live up to that ever since. That's pretty uh, solid. With varying degrees of failure. So. Do you have to wear a special hat for that? Yes, I have several hats. Okay, good. <laughs> good. Excellent. If this is your first time listening to the show, here's what's going on. Over a decade, I built up an unedited archive of ideas over 800 strong and still growing, and now my friends get to dig through it and see if there's anything interesting, funny, potentially lucrative, or litigiously high risk in there. If you hear one and you agree it's good, take it and run. I just want credit. I want to cut. Here's the thing, though. For this episode, we discovered something, which is that Steve also has a pile of ideas that dun, he's dun, dun. been building since... <laughs> for how long? How, when, when did you start um, your particular... Uh, 2011, so eight years. Incredible. Yeah, <laughs> mine's been going for about a dozen, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, but since yours is... So, uh, just a peek behind the curtain, folks, mine is a spreadsheet. Steve's is a, just a Google Doc. Right. So it's sort of hard to tell how many there are. Do you have an idea? Uh, I mean, I made a table of contents, and it's 12 pages long and 50 <laughs> pages, so 600 ideas. <laughs> I've got to say, John, I'm looking through your spreadsheet. This Uh is a very reasonable number of ideas for a person to have. (laughs) 
I think so. <laughs> I, I think so too. See, this is the thing that we now have two data points. Yes, yeah. I was. I was just gonna say we have more data points. Yeah. Everybody yeah. loves data points. I I fucking love data points, and like so, like yeah. I mean, part part of the notion of this podcast was to sort of see if we could encourage people to kind of like write down their own ideas, because who knows what's lurking in your own minds, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay, no, this this it makes sense then that so okay, so you've been doing yours for eight years. Eight years. I've been doing mine for about twelve, and we. I've my, I'm at eight hundred. You're at six hundred. If there was, if I was better at math, I feel like it would be easy to. Uh, you know what? Actually, ideas. I feel like Steve's ahead a... of you on on. Uh... Yeah, hang on. Let's. Yeah, but you looked at my list. It's the vast majority of it is horrifying puns. It's and... that, that is true. <laughs> that is true. But it's still pretty good. So let's see. Six hundred divided by eight. We're looking at like seventy-five ideas a year, I think. And so mine is. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to go with eight hundred seventeen divided by twelve. Sixty-eight. So yeah, no, that's sure. but still roughly seventy ideas a year. Yeah, that's an interesting number. Yeah, that's not that's not bad. That's now I'm like, how many is that per month? <laughs> but math. <laughs> so uh, so listeners, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to trade. So uh, we're gonna usually we get through about six of my ideas per episode. What we're gonna do is we're gonna do three of mine and three of Steve's, and we're just gonna interleave them. So we're just I yeah. And you, feel free to give John a cut also. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, think I, can, I can wave my cut. <laughs> I still want my cut on John's ideas. <laughs> I uh, I'm going to steal a bit from all fantasy everything, and I'm going to say that the two of us should probably play rock paper scissors. We'll go rock paper scissors shoot, okay. and then uh, whoever wins is the one who goes first. So what if it's a sweep? Uh, See, you hadn't considered. I mean, the implications. <laughs> there has to be a winner. Gambling with your future. <laughs> Seven hours from now, where both of us just shit rock, 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 rock. Right. <laughs> This podcast has gone off the rails. <laughs> we'll cut all of that out. Okay, great. Yeah. And nobody will know. Everyone should just assume right. that it is now tomorrow and we're exhausted. Right. <laughs> all right, here we go. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. You ah, won. Incredible. Right. Listeners, that first one was a tie with scissors, just so you know. We were trying to cut through the bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like scissors is always a good... I mean, not to... You know what? I'm not going to give away my rock, paper, scissors. your hand. Yes. Yes. Okay, so we're going to go first. Uh, I'm going to go first. I fucking... This is another thing that I've discovered, is that it is super exciting to look through somebody's idea spreadsheet, Mm. or idea... You know, somebody's (laughs) idea vault, as it were. It's like, fuck. I I get it now. I get why people have so much fun with this show. Um, All right. So... Uh, the first thing that I've got for you, Steve, is yes, uh, something that you tagged as thing. Miscommunicorn. <laughs> Helps you resolve misunderstandings. Please tell me about it. Yeah, so, um, again, this is one of those horrifying puns that, uh, that actually could exist as a thing. But there's a, there's a concept in programming where there's a duck that you tell your problem to, and then it solves your problem, because you just need to reframe the question, explain it to something that doesn't exist. And uh, tell it to the duck is just sort of like a thing people say. There's a, there's a whole bunch of different examples. But the miscommunicorn uh, is, is a thing that you are forced to interface with in order to solve your actual disputes. Because, you know, there's mediation and there's etc. And 
why not just have a unicorn? I okay. So here's so what what this causes me to picture then is literally sort of like a silicone unicorn with some circuitry inside it, mm-hmm. and you like you just you talk to it and you're sort of like here's the problem, and then somehow the unicorn gets delivered to the other side of the conflict, and then they also get to tell the unicorn what the problem is, That's and even then better. yeah, and then and then and then the unicorn like delivers the opposite recordings to both of you simultaneously. And you kind of like so sort of drone that's rainbow propelled. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know because like maybe maybe you end up telling the unicorn. The problem is that you it, with this is that you would know that the recording is eventually going to end up in the hands of the other side of the conflict. Sure. So like you might just be like fuck you, Steve. Oh. Whatever, right. Oh. We need to moderate Miss Communicorn. Yeah. Maybe you hire like a bunch of people, ladies named Communicorn, and each of them is Miss Communicorn, and they, <laughs> they manage the whole. <laughs> uh, the uni- okay, so the unicorn, after collecting both sides of the argument, then is, then presents both of the recordings to a council <clears throat> of of three to five. Three to five eminently reasonable Mystical women. creatures. Yeah. <laughs> I would say three, three to five eminently reasonable women <laughs> this communicorn. And they deliver, they deliver the, um, the appropriate resolution. Perfect. See, my first thought was just a therapist dressed as a unicorn. <laughs> oh! <laughs> and you both have to go see her. <laughs> oh, both in the same room at the same time? Yeah. 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 So this is like a private practice business idea. Right. Yeah. 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 Or, or, or it's, <laughs> it's, it's a therapist and a lawyer in a two-person oh, unicorn yeah. costume. Oh the butts will do most of the talking this time. <laughs> oh my god, I was raised by three therapists and a lawyer, so that sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> if one of them had been a unicorn, this could be a very different life. It might have been really oh just so much more pleasant. Sparklier for one thing. Oh my god. <laughs> Incredible. Alright, that that was fantastic. So that was a Steve idea. Steve, what was the first thing you found in my pile? A compilation of disaster stories, video game kickstarters, dash com, etc. <gasps> yes, yes. Okay. I don't know. If, I don't know if we're too old now at this point to have like that. that we're, if we're so old, or because of Trump time dilation, dash con has sort of receded into the past, in a, in a, in a, into the mists of, of unknown. So okay, there's fire festival now. Yes, fire festival, dash con, any sort of like large scale event that was supposed to be thrown that ended up not being because it was a fucking disaster. I mean, <laughs> fire festival did did get pulled off, but it was happened. but it was terrible, Quotes. right? Yes, dash con <laughs> happened, but it was terrible. <laughs> And I, what I want is like an in-depth, like I'm talking like long read, like where each chapter is just the story of that massive failure. Just like I want a compilation of them. I just want to read them all. Yeah. So games have postmortems, uh, and like Gamma Sutra, the website is just full of postmortems about things that went well, things that did not go well, and you, you learn more about the failures than the successes. Sure. And the reason that I like this idea so much is because. As a society, like we, we really like put way too much stock into the people that do succeed. Like for every Elon Musk, there's a thousand people that are at least as smart as he is that have just failed by being in the wrong place at the wrong time again and again and again. Totally. And recognizing this sort of thing is valuable for everybody. Yes. And yeah, when you're when you're in fields that failure is constant and expected, like 
it's very frustrating when people only talk about the grand successes. CB Insights keeps, I think, a running tally of like sort of like startups that have failed and the reason why. But I would love that in book form. Like, yeah. You know, well, I mean, I guess the problem with books is that, like, because there keep being new, interesting failures. So I guess you know what? It would just be like like a like a Guinness Book of World Records kind of thing. Where, like <laughs> every year, a new edition comes out, or maybe every couple of years. You know, just but yeah, yeah. I did have a book at some point of like spectacular historical failures. Oh, it was great. Like all of these doomed expeditions to go find the open polar sea, which it turns out does not exist <laughs> under all that ice. Yeah. And like every emperor that was drinking mercury to live forever. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, Yeah. did not win this game. No, probably very well preserved. (laughs) Did anybody ever look into that Napoleon thing? Like he was taking cyanide to build up a tolerance, and then it turned out he was also being poisoned. No, I don't know about this one. This is this might be urban legend. So please apologize. Please look it up before we uh, before you go telling it to other people. Like humans listening to this podcast, but yeah, so supposedly like it, it took a hundred years before his well, it can be hundred, but anyway, so eighty years before his uh, eyes lost their color because <laughs> he was so full of preservatives. <laughs> That's anyway. pretty great citation needed, and I am the one yeah. who will go and look up that citation. <laughs> oh my gosh, that sounds nice. I love this show. Okay, <laughs> okay, my turn. Here's the next thing that I found: uh, business. AR slash interactive gun range. Gun range with hologram targets and sensors to tell if you've hit them. Videotape you shooting stuff. Yeah, okay, so the videotape is what really ties the thing all together because Uh, there's lots of gun ranges where, like, there's zombies coming at you and it's just a target, or there's people in a paintball range that are dressed up like zombies and you shoot them and they slow down for a little bit. But if you, like, green screen stuff and composite it all together at the end, then you've got your own little horror movie. Which sounds awesome, <laughs> uh, especially if there's like you know beats, sort of like narrative beats that are intended to exist, or like you know you turn on a corner and there's a target right there, you shoot it, and then when you and it's very obvious in the compositing that like a giant thing jumped out at you and you just had great composure and you're uh, the action hero of this magical universe. I love it because it means that you don't actually need to shoot anybody or anything, mm-hmm. right? Like it's just a fake. It's like a prop gun, and all of the all of the action happens in you know in the in the visualization layer, yeah, as it were. Fuck. It's, and we're like, we're like right there, tech wise. We could probably do it today. This idea probably came from three years ago when I said that's possible. <laughs> I love that when that happens. Yeah, I, I I think so too. I feel like this is the sort of thing that maybe the void is doing. Those people. I'm not familiar. They're, yeah, they're doing like a sort of like a, a VR thing, but there's like stuff, so you like interact. With, I, mean, I mean, that's all I know. I've never actually done it. I've only kind of like seen their promotional video. Sure. And so, um, I, yeah, I have no idea what the actual experience is like. But fuck, I would sign up for this. Like, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, especially if you could do it with multiple people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's zombies at my birthday party. Yeah, and then like you've got a video forever. Oh my god! <laughs> you go back and show it to your kids when they turn twelve. It's like, did I ever tell you about the time that I saved the world? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would do. I would. I would rather than zombies. I think I would do defending them from an alien invasion. Sure. Right. Please yeah. do. Oh, get it licensed. Make it the Borg. God! <laughs> Definitely. Oh. That's so good. I love it. I love it. I, th- I think somebody should do it immediately if they're not already doing it. So, 
Fuck yeah. Amazing. But this is... Th- that's attached to my whole AR is better than VR thing. Mm. I have systemic problems with virtual reality. Uh, and augmented reality sounds... The math is a lot harder. Mm-hmm. But I think once it is working, it's going to be a lot more valuable. Agreed. What, what's the next thing you found on my list? It's a movie Uh-oh. in all capital letters. Shug off movie. <laughs> And it's a Lovecraft fan. I just want to talk about Shoggoths. Okay. Because <laughs> I, 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 I think they're the... Uh, in some ways, they're kind of the ultimate movie monster. Or like, uh, at least... But, but, but the problem is that we haven't had the technology to do them until now. Yeah. Because it's yeah. essentially the blob. Yeah. But plus with, the thing. Plus the thing, right? Because like, yeah, because it can mimic physical structures and it moves really fast. And it's intelligent. And I feel like that would be real hard to kill. Especially when Nyarlathotep is wandering around just <laughs> messing with everyone. <laughs> I, I just, yeah, so I, just, I, just, I want that. I want that as a, as a movie. I, I, I kind of... Because I, well, so I am not doing a good job of explaining. Or maybe I am. Hang on. For something that makes you go insane, this is a perfect explanation. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think I've pretty much already covered it, right? Like, it's, it's, it's a blob about 12 feet in diameter with glowing green patches that uh-huh. are maybe the eyes. We're not really sure. And that's it. Like, beyond that, it can just be They're whatever it wants eyes, to be. John. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? You know, like, it's, it's kind of like the T-1000, except bigger and organic and more scary. And, yeah. And you get to go, but you get the callback to all like the the old Timmy horror movies where they couldn't show the monster hardly ever because if mm-hmm. you actually see the thing, you go insane, and that's very difficult to do in CG. It's true. You <laughs> 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 would have to get the guys who did the effects for Annihilation. Ooh, yeah, that was neat. Because I mean, right, just sort of like all over, but sort of the, the, where like at the end where she encounters the, the like, it would need to look something like that, maybe uh-huh. like. Where sort of like if she if you look at it head on, it kind of presents as something that you can only sort of vaguely wrap your mind around. Or like those Google is it like DeepMind, like the dreaming thing that would map stuff onto real world objects? Yes, where everything suddenly becomes Constant eyes, and yeah, dog yeah. faces. Uh-huh. <laughs> just, uh, oh, this used to be a cute train, and now it's everything I've never wanted to see. <laughs> yes, somebody somebody get on that. I yeah, let's shag off movie. Let's yeah. make it happen. Awesome. All right. It is my turn already. We are blowing through these, and I, uh, quite frankly, am okay with it, because (laughs) why not? Okay, here we go. Project. Bench faces. (laughs) Puppet heads attached to benches. And that's all that's in there. This is really horrifying. Okay, okay, okay. I don't exactly remember, but I I felt like I made notes in the the doc if I didn't remember what it was, and there was no notes. Great. That's that's the whole thing. That's That's, the entirety of the entry. That's concerning. But okay, okay, so you always see on... Let's say for a moment that it is that you always see advertisements on benches, and it's like, I am your local lawyer. Mm -hmm. Call me. Mm -hmm. But I think it would be great if, like, there... If it was... Had points of articulation, you could, like, make it talk and smile (laughs) and, and wink at people. As opposed to just being, like, a very standard thing that just sits there. And you have to, like, draw a mustache on it to make it move. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking that it was, like, integrated into the bench and looks like part of the bench until Uh you sit down next to it and then the bench starts talking to you. Which is a little creepy. Well, they're all a little creepy. Well... We're I mean, really, anything, movies, so really anything with puppets is terrifying, but <laughs> that might just be me. <laughs> what did you think it was? I, well, honestly, what I was picturing was something like 
And the problem that I had was you would need to figure out a foolproof way to attach it to the bench without somebody being able to just rip it off. Mm. But like a park bench with basically just like the top half of a puppet. So it's kind Mr. Rogers let it make believe. Yeah, we, behind with the bench as the backdrop. The yeah, we, we, you could you could if you felt like it, you know, like you you could just you could just slip your hand into a sleeve, <laughs> and then there's like suddenly you've got like a puppet head to talk to, uh, you know, just on the bench, like, hey, what's going on, everybody? Because if you talk to yourself, you're crazy. Right. Yes, yeah, so but if, if you've you got the puppet, <laughs> you have the municipal puppet on yeah, your hand, yeah. and yes. everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, you would need to figure out some way to like keep the insides of them stable. Municipal puppet made you go straight to sterilization. <laughs> well, just public to... health measures, yeah. really. And anything that gets left out in public like that for you know <laughs> over thirty seconds, I feel like risks getting poop or pee um, in it. Uh, uh, yeah, at, at the at, at the, best. At best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's, that was not the first thing I thought of going in there. The same. same. But I mean, you know, you know what I mean. So How yeah, yeah. Is the puppet that could work fine? I mean, you know, they, they <laughs> each their own. I'm not going to judge, but maybe just you, I don't want to put my hand in that. You get a plastic bag and you just put it over your your hand before you insert into the puppet. <laughs> but it's, it's like a it's safety like a, first. Yeah, it's like a metal thing also in case there's like stuff in there. Oh. Oh. So everyone brings their puppet gauntlets so they can use the bench puppet. <laughs> but just yeah, you know, like like a like I want to see one park where they're like where all the benches have at least one puppet head attached. You know, I mean, maybe, and like just to see what happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Interesting social park. experiment. Yeah. I don't ever want to go to that park. <laughs> interesting social experiment. It's a, it's a good Mr. Rogers theme park, like, because that's what all of his land of make believe puppets were. It's just a sock with a with oh, a thing in front of it. Actually, if it's a Mr. Rogers park, then that's pretty charming. Yeah. If it's like if it's all the puppets from Mr. Rogers like in the same park, uh-huh. and you could uh, you could different benches, you know. Yeah, it could be a traveling exhibit also, so you don't have to leave it there. You could just like yeah. set it up for a day, tear it down, oh, and go. Oh man, okay, I would totally go to Fred Rogers Park. I'm with with my gauntlet. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's because hum- humans are terrible. But humans um, are terrible. you know, well, but then it's a proctored like traveling thing, and yeah. you don't have as much. Oh, right. that's true. Yes, yeah. yeah. You bring it back, you're like, actually, that'll be $80. And you're like, what are you talking about? I know what you do with this puppet. <laughs> <laughs> See, we, we uh, that's the thing, the thing that I love about, like, just, like, an idea pops up, and then we kind of, we're able to evolve it to yeah. something mm-hmm. that is just <laughs> chef kiss. Yeah. Excellent. Mm-hmm. All right, Steve, what, what's the last one of my ideas? Artemis business. Mobile. <sighs> okay. You guys played Artemis without me because you're terrible. Uh, listen, <laughs> and this is the kind of thing that that would solve, right? Mm-hmm. So Artemis is a game that I like to describe to friends who have never played it as a computer's game because it takes six computers and six people to play. Where one computer hooks, and it, 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 it helps if you you know were a fan of Star Trek or Battlestar Galactica or submarine movies or anything like that. Where one computer hooks to your TV and it becomes the main viewer of a starship. And then the other five computers become stations on the bridge. Uh, Helm, weapons, engineering, science, communications. And you need six people because each of the five stations needs one person to run it, but you also need one person to be the captain. And that person doesn't get a computer. All they do is deliver the orders. And you, uh, your ship is tasked with the defense of 
anywhere from like three to seven procedurally generated space stations against you know a, a, a procedurally generated horde of enemy ships. And you just have to handle business. So you, as, as captain, you end up saying things literally like, set course for DS3, warp 2, on my mark, drop shields and fire all the mines. And it's just like, it's so good. <laughs> but so the problem is, of course, that it takes six computers and a TV to run. And like, you know, you need the networking gear. I mean, the good thing is that the computers that it takes are, like, you don't need a good yeah. computer. No, you right? don't. And so... Uh, what I imagined was a business where, like, you you could just rent like a box truck or just a, like a trailer, and set the inside of it up oh. as the bridge, and then you just kind of like you tow it to wherever you need it to go, and then like you just hook it up to some, you know, you run an extension cord, <laughs> and then you just you then it just starts, and because it's its own local network, and like you don't need anything other than just a little electricity and six shitty computers, and you know and either an imagination a, and imagine exactly exactly <laughs> a will for adventure. The, the the problem is that I think at least one person tried to do this, but they like and they tried to do it. I think as a Kickstarter or an Indiegogo. Um. But the problem is that I think they made it too extravagant. And sure. their fundraising goal was way too high. Hmm. Uh, knowing what we know now about crowdfunding, I think that it would be possible. But, you know, I mean, especially because the equipment demands are not strong, you know? But yeah, so that, that was all I had, was that like, it, it would be a business, and you could just kind of like tow it from place to place, and set it up, and people could just play. The, 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 I think where I ran into trouble visualizing the success of this thing was... How many people really are you going to... Like, how much business are you going to do, right? Because mm -hmm. Star Trek fans love the shit out of this game. But you have to get six of them together. And, right. you know, like... Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to take it... You're going to have to take it to conventions, right? Like, you're basically just going to have to go from... How about con to con, right? So how about the mobile thing is the marketing arm of the actual game, which is a mobile game, and you can just play either over the internet or with your friends via Bluetooth, and oh. it's just well, what you was, can get into. And yeah, that was the first thing I thought when yeah. you said it because I, I like I was like oh well like Space Team except yeah right. that, that would draw like a lot of interest without necessarily needing to be a business in and of itself. You could do it. I mean, I just feel like the experience on a mobile device isn't super great. Plus, you still need a main view screen, you yeah. know? It's not, it wouldn't be as much fun the way I'm thinking of it as the actual game. Yeah. But maybe that's the challenge of designing a good mobile game for it. That's, I suppose that's true. Being able to do it over the internet with your pals is not... I feel like that defeats the point of it, because it's like, you know, like... Yeah. Plus, honestly, Star Trek Bridge Crew VR solves that problem. It, then you can have an actual Star Trek experience, sure. <laughs> rather than Star Trek with the serial numbers filed off. But like, if if each of the stations was, you know, a, a tablet or a, or a or a phone, and the the main view screen was like a Chromecast that anyone could Chromecast yes. into, certainly, then you could all have your own main view screen in your own own homes. Shit, I mean, I suppose that's true. Yeah, but then, but you would need you would need like you know like voice chat with everybody. You know, if only six. something existed. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it could be done. It could be done. But I, I still, I feel like having everybody in the same room is sort of like to send phonemes telephonically. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the experience of being in the same room. I have to say, sure, yeah. Not all of us have as many of... friends as you guys do. <laughs> thanks for thanks for bringing that up. I, I, have, I have the benefit of having run a Star Trek club for sure, a while, yeah, yeah, yeah. so we yeah. had like a ready-made like bunch of people. 
and I and I did basically join that club because of the parties. It's uh, that is they true. Were really good parties. Sure. Yeah, they were really good. But also, like this is this is the sort of thing that you you could apply to all sorts of different settings. Like, there's nothing stopping you from doing like the the Wild West posse. That is also like you've got your own horse and you're fighting off the people, and oh. you're all there at the same time. I mean, it's very much Red Dead Redemption in multiplayer, but like, yeah. So anyway, I'm, video games. Yeah. Lots of stuff. I've been trying to remember the name of the, like, traveling karaoke RV. Was it the RVIP level? Oh, the RVIP, yeah. Yeah. Is that the model? Do you just set it up in, Inside like, in an, an Airstream? Yeah. That'd be neat. Inside. And just drive it from place to place? You could definitely do that. Yeah. It would not be cheap. No. And I'm sure they never made any money... I mean, like I assume, right? No, I mean, no I, no, I think these days they've got sponsorships and stuff. That, oh, know, yeah, like, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, the, it's the food truck model, but game truck. Yeah. 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 You show up at lunch, people bring in their soft tacos, and you play a video game. <laughs> yeah, you show up at Off the Grid. <laughs> oh, yeah. But... I mean, it, but yeah. The, the trouble is that there's also a kind of a learning curve to the to the stations. There really oh my God. is. There really is a learning curve. Arnie I don't actually. Yeah. I actually don't like to play until everyone's drunk and doesn't care whether we like smash into the space station or not. When I was captain, I played later. We were winning, and my engineer left the energy too high. And we exploded. Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's usually me, and I don't want to play when everyone's serious about yeah, it because yeah. they get mad, and I'm like, well, we were this close to being done, and we'd never. One yeah. uh, and so it was like no. no. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we looked up a fact. Yeah, game facts. I mean, it'd be the kind of thing where you'd almost want two setups. Really, sure. There's the training one and the real one, so that you can kind of like run a couple of groups concurrently, which is something that we tried actually at a, at, a, at a party that we threw, which didn't work. Oh uh, yeah. And but honestly, tutorials would have fixed this problem too because, like, energy's too high. What does that mean? We turn on the engines, still too high. Okay, we need to go to warp or else we'll die. No one knows that. The, the, <laughs> the training, the training mess scenario that we set up kind of walks you through. Like, you, it, it sort of, yeah. The problem is that the, 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 the nobody looks at a tutorial. This yeah. is something well, we, we like, found during the scenario. Though it's like this is how to solve this problem. This yeah. is obvious. Please do this. <laughs> But like we, we we tried and it it never worked and so like it becomes a real high touch thing where sort of like the training module like you've got an experienced person at every station to just kind of explain what's happening, sure. um, which which is fine. But then you have, then you're employing six people, right? The uh, the science officer is the one that knows how everything works and yes. tell the person what to do. Like, yeah, maybe you should try. <laughs> or I mean, officer. So something that we that we found useful was also to assign each captain a first officer uh-huh. to kind uh, of just be yeah. like, perhaps you should tell this person to do that, and like captain permission to do the obvious thing. Yes, <laughs> roll common sense, critical success. <laughs> so yeah, so that I mean, like I, I think it's doable, but it it presents some serious challenges unless you have a rock-solid way of knowing that you're getting to seriously nerd-dense environments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it could be the kind of thing where it's, it's two RVs that just roll up to every, like, to every... Because there's, there's oh, a... Oh, no, sub- it's two RVs. Where does it say? Where does it end? <laughs> it's the training <laughs> one and the real one, yeah. you know? Um, but, but, I mean, because there is such a thing as con season, you know? Like, it starts in, I want to say, is it... Is it Emerald City that starts it off? Or it's sort of like, there's there's all the various comic cons. There's, you know, Emerald City, Heroes Con. But there's also, like, book conventions. Sure. Uh, there's also, like, fucking Dragon Con and Gen Con. Like, uh, it could be done, but you would need to dedicate 
people and per, like and time. The the first RV is Starfleet Academy, and once you have gotten your uh, you know engineer, <gasps> yes, <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. dear. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck, that's so good. Yes, but so that's that would be that would be, be fun. Oh, oh goddamn, I'd play it. Awesome. Do, 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 do. We have now reached that part of the podcast where we showcase an idea from our guest or take a terrible recommendation. Does anybody have a terrible recommendation? Steve, is there an idea in your file that you would like to just to just bestow upon us? I now? have a terrible recommendation. Yes, please. I've, I've listened to maybe half of your podcasts and no one's thrown it out so far, so my apologies if someone asked, but like, wooden nickels. I mean, take them. <laughs> Collect them, hold them, exchange goods and services for them. Wooden nickels. <laughs> what? Where did that originate from? I have no idea. Was there a, a period in time? My uncle uh, Gerald. Yeah. Uh. Was there a time in history where somebody was actually trying to issue wooden fucking nickels? Oh, maybe. Maybe this is this is this will be a uh, cause for research, and maybe somebody can yeah. let us know. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. All right. Well, it is now time uh, for us to let everybody know where we can be found on the internet. Thanks to my friend Jen, who is Jennifer Marie on Twitter. You can find links to my Twitter, Instagram, and highly entertaining newsletter all in one place at flavor.country. Go there now. I am on Instagram as Enthusiosity. You're not on the internet, are you? I am. I'm, <laughs> I'm all over the internet. No, like if you look for Steve Wyack, there's only two of us, and I'm the one that makes video games <laughs> and spends too much time on imagery <laughs> if you haven't yet go ahead and subscribe to this show by searching Idea Factory Giveaway in your podcatcher of choice and let John know if it doesn't pop up and if you're already there go ahead and leave a 5 star rating and or a nice review it would help us out a lot and if you've already done that why not tell a friend about us? Why not tell several friends? Why did, not tell a quarter of a friend? <laughs> I did well, both of those things. <laughs> Fabulous! <laughs> Thanks for listening, and remember, if you've heard an idea you like, go ahead and do it. I just want credit. I want to cut. Do-do. Do-do.